and uh, we appreciate them coming. I want him to come, just obey the Lord, what God's put in his heart and spirit for us today. Let's give him a good Bendale welcome. God bless you, brother. Come on, I wonder, would you lift your voice, would you hand clap this morning all across the house of the Lord? Come anybody truly thankful to be in the house of the Lord today? Thank you, Jesus. No place I'd rather be than to be in the house of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many knows we serve a good God this morning? I said, how many knows we serve a good God this morning? Hallelujah. Amen. 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 So thankful for another opportunity to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. How many believe somebody can leave here different than the way they've come today? Hallelujah. Anybody want to bind with me and believe that this morning, that somebody can leave here liberated? Somebody can leave here free in their mind, in their spirit. Amen. There is nothing too hard for the Lord. Amen. He is able. Amen. Amen. I give honor to Pastor Moore. Amen. His wife, Sister Moore. Amen. Kellen has a, has a privilege to be here. Amen. Just looking forward to what God's going to do. If you have your Bibles, Mark chapter 6, beginning with verse number 1. Mark chapter 6, verse number 1. Amen. Also give honor to my pastor, Bill Spears. Amen. For teaching and preaching the word of truth to me and my family. Amen. Mark chapter 6, verse number 1. Amen. When you find it, you can say amen. Amen. Mark chapter 6, verse 1. It says, and he went out from thence and came into his own country, and his disciples follow him. And when the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many hearing him were astonished, saying, From whence hath this man these things? And what wisdom is this which is given unto him, that even such mighty works are wrought by his hands? Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph? And of Judah and Simon, are, and are not his sisters here with us? And they were offended at him. But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, but in his own country and among his own kin, and in his own house. And he could there do no mighty work, save that he laid his hands upon a few sick folk and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief. And he went round about the villages teaching. Amen. Jesus finds himself back in Nazareth, his hometown. And there, the people acknowledge what wisdom and what understanding he has. And they even have to acknowledge the mighty works that he has done. But then they say, is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary? Amen. I wonder, would you lay your Bibles down? Let's lift our hands together one more time all across the house of the Lord. Would you help me pray for God to have his way? Lord Jesus, we come before you. God, I pray that you'd empty me of myself, my own ideas, my own opinions. God, and I pray that you'd fill me with your holy anointing. God, there is nothing too hard for you. God, there is nothing that you cannot accomplish, that you cannot do in this house today. God, Lord, I know that you are a healer, that you are a way maker, God. Lord, I submit myself into your hands. God, empty me of myself, God, and fill me with your holy anointing. God, anoint 
every ear to hear your word today, God. Uh, let your anointing destroy every yoke of bondage. Uh, God, let it break every chain, God. Uh, you are able to do it in this house today, God. Uh, bind up the brokenhearted and set every captive so free, God. And if any good thing would happen in this house today, let it be said uh, that it was because of your anointing. Let's clap our hands one more time. Uh, come on, I wonder what somebody shouting to God with a voice of triumph. Uh, come on, he's worthy. Uh, come on, he's able to do it in this house. Come on, would you praise him with me today? God, I glorify you, Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on, he is worthy. He is a mighty, mighty good God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Somebody say in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. I want to talk to you this morning about a simple thought God's laid on my heart. Amen. He is so much more. He is so much more. Amen. First, amen, I'm going to back up to uh, the first five chapters of the book of Mark. Amen. And just kind of do an overview of what God had already done up to this point where Jesus enters in to his hometown and there their unbelief stops him from doing uh, many mighty works in their lives. Mark chapter 1 lets us know uh, that Jesus cast out unclean spirits in that first chapter of the book of Mark. And there also we find that Peter's mother-in-law is healed uh, of a fever when Jesus takes her by the hand uh, and raises her up from the bed that she is laying on. Uh, there also there are many devils and many diseases that God takes care of. He cast out the devils and he heals people of many different types of diseases. In Mark chapter 1 we find a leper that is approached by Jesus and there he says wilt thou be made whole? And he says you know what I'll, I'll, I'll touch you and I'll move in your life. I'll give you a, a miracle. I will cleanse you and there we find a leper that is cleansed by Jesus. In Mark chapter 2 we find a man that is sick with palsy. He's paralyzed. He's unable to get to Jesus under his own power and his friends take him and tear the roof off and let him down to where Jesus is and Jesus heals this man that is sick of palsy he takes up his bed and not only is he made to walk but he is forgiven of all of his sins as he takes up his bed and leaves that room where Jesus was in Mark chapter 3 we find that Jesus heals a man that has a withered hand and also there are many people that are healed of their diseases as they come uh, just seeking to touch him uh, just pressing in the crowd just trying to perhaps uh, get a hold of Jesus so they could find uh, what they had need of uh, in Mark chapter 3 we find that unclean spirits when they saw Jesus uh, they would fall down and worship him uh, and give praise to his holy name uh, and Jesus would command them to keep their mouth shut uh, and to stay silence. In Mark chapter 4 uh, we find that Jesus says to his disciples, let us go uh, to the other side. And on their way there a storm blows up uh, and the winds are bad and the seas are rough. Uh, and there the disciples are despairing of their life and they feel like it's all but over. Uh, it's only a matter of time before we sink. Uh, and Jesus steps out on the bow of the ship and says, peace uh, be still. And the waves have to calm. Uh, and the 
sea has to relax uh, under the mighty power and the mighty voice of Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm trying to tell you about a God that is mighty, uh, about a God that is able to do anything. Uh, I come to preach to you this morning about a God. Uh, he's not controlled by events around him, uh, but he controls everything uh, that goes on around him. There's not a storm uh, that can stop Jesus uh, from doing what needs to be done. Uh, there's not one problem that can stop him from being who he already is. Hallelujah. And in Mark chapter 5, we find that Jesus delivers a man just after speaking peace be still to the waters. He gets to the other side and there meets him a man out of the tombs. And Pastor Moore, all we know him by is legion. For that is the name that the unclean spirits gave to Jesus. They called themselves legion. Why? Because they said we are many. But can I tell you it didn't matter how many there was. All Jesus had to do was say go and they had to go. All Jesus had to do was point them in the direction he wanted them to go. And that's exactly where they went. Can I tell you it here we see the power and the glory and how mighty our God really is. Can I tell you, there is nothing that can stop you from getting to the feet of Jesus. There's no bondage. There's no devil in hell that can stop you from getting where you need to be. What it takes is a made-up mind. It says, if I could but just worship at the feet of Jesus, my life will be different. If I could but just unload my burdens in the presence of him he is able we find Jairus comes Mark 5 says my daughter's sick on the way there's a woman with the issue of blood and we love to preach about her that presses her way in through the crowd why for she had heard of Jesus. And, and there she reaches out and she touches uh, the hem of her garment because she said uh, in her mind, if I could but just touch uh, the hem of his garment, what was it that healed her? Uh, it was her faith that said, if I could but touch uh, the hem of his garment. He doesn't have to speak uh, any magical words over me. Uh, all I know is that if I could just touch him, uh, he'll give me exactly what I have need of in my body. And in my mind, and can I tell you that as she touched the hem of his garment, there was something that happened as the healing virtue flowed out of Jesus into this woman that was bent over. But now the power of God causes her to stand upright. Now the the man of God, the word of God, the power of God begins to do a work in her life that no man could do, that no physician could do for her. And can I stop long enough? to tell somebody this morning it does not matter who you've seen up till now it does not matter where you've visited and where you've gone all that matters is right now here this morning you are in a place where you can leave forever changed by the power of the Holy Ghost come on you may have spent your money on things that left you broken that left you empty but in the house of the Lord this morning there is a fountain that forever flows from Calvary cross and it is the blood and it is the power of God that is able to satisfy every longing in your soul. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh Jairus your daughter's dead. 
But Jesus continues on his way. And there, Jesus puts all the mourners and all those scoffers and all those that doubt out of the house, making room for a miracle, making room for the work that he's about to do, making room for the words that he's about to speak over this young lady's life as he's letting her know, young lady, this is not the end. But I say unto thee, arise. And guess what? She opened her eyes and life came back into her body and she was healed by the mighty power of Jesus Christ. Oh, can I tell you, this is the Jesus that walked in to Nazareth. This is the one that walked back into his hometown and began to teach and to preach in their synagogues. Can I tell you what a mighty God. Come on, Some of you have already got excited in this house when I read to you the miracles that Jesus did. Some of your faith has already been elevated in this house this morning because you know that God is a mighty good God. That God is a mighty healer and that he is a mighty Savior. But when he walks into Nazareth, they begin to look at him and they have to acknowledge, look at all the works that he has done and listen to the wisdom with which he speaks. They were on the right path. For no doubt, just like the the woman with the issue of blood had heard of Jesus, these folks had already heard of Jesus. They already knew who he was. They already knew who everybody else was saying he was. They already knew what the unclean spirits were saying about Jesus. They already knew the power that was working through this man. But yet they looked at him and they said, Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary? It was almost as an insult. Now I know nowadays it's got a little bit different than that, but used to. When all you knew was your mother, it was a shame that would hang over people. And so it was with Jesus when they said to him, this is the son of Mary. They didn't even acknowledge his father. But they said, look at who this is. He is the son of of Mary. We don't even know who his daddy is. We don't even really know a whole lot about this man. All we know is this is the carpenter, the son of Mary. And with their logic and with their minds, their finite minds that could never wrap around the power and the glory of God Almighty wrapped in the flesh, they caused their unbelief to limit what God was able to do in their lives. Can I tell you this morning that what you think about Jesus and how you receive him it will determine the experience that you have while you are in his presence can I let somebody know this morning you gotta put doubt out of your mind and say it doesn't matter what anybody else says I want him to move and I want him to work in my life he is able to move for me I will not let anything else uh, stop me from believing their unbelief the man that calmed the storm the man that delivered legion was limited by their unbelief and all these mighty works that we already read about that I already told you about here 
in Nazareth, it says that he did just a few good works. He healed just a few sick folk. Why? Because of their unbelief. I want to tell somebody here this morning in the house of the Lord that He is so much more than just the carpenter. He is so much more than just the son of Mary. He's so much more than just a name written in a page on a book somewhere or to try to get somebody excited about something. Oh, but can I tell you, He is a mighty, mighty good God. Matthew 1 and 21 says, and she shall bring forth a son and thou shalt call his name Jesus for he shall save his people from their sins can I tell you he's more than a carpenter but he is the savior of the world hey you write it down Matthew let him know call his name Jesus for he shall save his people from their sins I come to preach to you about a savior I come to preach to you about a deliverer I come to preach to you about a God. He's more than just mortal man, but he is God almighty. He is able to save, heal, and deliver. Can I encourage you this morning in the house of the Lord today? Don't let what other people say about Jesus cause you to doubt. Some people try to make God smaller than what they're going through. Some people try to make God a little bit less than what they're facing as they look at their problems and as they look at their situations. But this morning, let me stand up and tell you that Jesus is bigger than your situation. Jesus is bigger than your problem. Jesus is bigger than your depression. Jesus is bigger than your addiction. Jesus is bigger than anything that has a hold on your life. He is so much more. He is able to deliver every soul. Luke 19 and 10 says, For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Can I tell you that Jesus is on a mission? What is he doing? He's seeking and saving that which is lost. Hey, that word lost, it covers everybody. It covers everyone. It doesn't matter what you're partaking in. It doesn't matter what downfall you're a part of. It doesn't matter what your weakness may be, but all that are lost. Jesus said, I come to seek and to save everyone that is lost. It doesn't matter how you're feeling on the inside, other than the fact that you have his attention here in the house of the Lord, because he is on a mission, looking for those that are broken looking for those uh, that are empty and can I tell you there is not one single place uh, where his love will not reach Uh, there's not one single place uh, where his hand will not reach uh, to pull you out of the muck and the mire uh, of sin Uh, and I let you know he is a savior Uh, he is a deliverer Uh, he's so much more than a fairy tale uh, but he is the king of kings uh, and the lord of lords And I tell you this morning that his greatness cannot be contained. His greatness cannot be fully comprehended. John chapter 1, verse 1, tells us, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. 
Hallelujah. Woo, the same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. How many is thankful for the light that shined in darkness? I said, how many is thankful for that light that shined in darkness? Oh, John said, I want to let you know. I don't want you to get confused about what's going on. He said, I want to let you know that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. All things were made by him, and not anything was made unless he made it. And in verse number 10, talking about Jesus, says, he was in the world. And the world was what? Made by him. And the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. He was rejected by his own in Nazareth. Came unto his own, and his own received him not. But listen to this. This is what I love right here. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Can I tell you here in the house of the Lord this morning that we serve a great mighty God. The Word was made flesh and He was in the world and the world was made by Him. They called Him a carpenter but those hands that worked with the wood was the very same hands that held the world in the palm of His hands. That was the very same hands that formed man out of the dust of the ground. That breath that He breathed was the very breath that breathed life into man. Can I tell you today he's so much more but he's the light of the world God wrapped in flesh he is God almighty oh he said to them that believe he gave them power to become the sons of God. What did Jesus tell his disciples? And you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Oh, those in Nazareth, they rejected him because of their unbelief. Oh, but are there any believers in the house of the Lord this morning that say it doesn't matter what anybody else says about Jesus? I believe that he was in the beginning. I believe he was the creator. I believe that he is the sustainer. And I believe that he he is my savior, my healer, my deliverer, my way maker. He's in this place today. He's so much more than anything that binds you up. He's so much more than any doubt that will try to fill your mind. Those that believe, they were, they, they, they were given power to become the sons of God, become the sons and the daughters of God. Amen. Oh, you know, you, you, you've probably heard it just as much as I have. There's some that try to say that Jesus was just a good man. And there's some that'll even admit that he was at least a prophet. And some would say, you know, 
I don't really know if I buy into that heaven and hell thing and all that other stuff, but he was a good teacher. He taught a lot of good things that you can apply to everyday life. But can I tell you, he's so much more than just that. Oh, yes, Jesus was a good man. Oh, yes, he was a prophet. And he was a great teacher. But can I tell you, he's so much more than just all those things. Isaiah 9 and 6 tells us, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth, even forever the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Can I tell you today what a mighty, wonderful God we serve. Can I tell you that Jesus is the everlasting Father? Can I tell you that Jesus is the Prince of Peace? Can I tell you that Jesus is the mighty God? And can I tell you that He is a counselor? And He is awesome. He is mighty. Come on, Isaiah told us that the increase of His government, there shall be no end. He was the one that was to sit upon David's throne. And can I tell you about His kingdom? It's going to continue to grow and grow and grow. If you ever thought about getting in the church, today will be a good day because his kingdom's growing even today. And can I tell you what a mighty God he is? He is the everlasting Father. He is able to do anything in your life. He's a counselor. He knows how to speak peace over every situation in your life. A carpenter, the son of Mary. Oh, I want to tell you, he's so much more. He's so much more. Revelations 1 and 8 tells us, Jesus speaking, he says, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. Come on, when he said the Almighty, come on, that leaves no room for anybody else. When he says, I am Almighty, he's saying, I am all powerful, and there is no power unless it be ordained and be given by me. Can I tell you in the house of the Lord this morning that Jesus is Alpha Omega? He's beginning and the ending. Some may try to put him in a box, some may try to put him in their, their finite mind. Some might try to put him on a leash. But here in the house of the Lord this morning, I say that we just open up the box and let him be who he says that he is. If he says he's the Almighty, then that's good enough for me. Why? Because I've tried him and I found that he is good. When I was bound by sin, he was more powerful than my sin. When I had a broken heart, he was the mender of my broken heart. When I was lost, in my ways. He was a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. What a mighty God we serve. He is almighty. Oh, 
My wife would make her way to the music. Can I ask you this morning, or can I tell you rather, don't allow yourself to put God in a box. Don't allow yourself to fit God just somewhere where you can fit Him in your mind that's not fully able to understand how awesome that God really is. Would you lift your hands with me right now, Lord, across the house of the Lord? I come to tell you this morning, He's so much more. Oh, I don't want to be like those at Nazareth that missed Him. That said, hey, I've seen what He did in somebody else's life. I've heard the testimonies, Pastor. I've seen it. I've read it in the book. But maybe that was just for them and his disciples, you know. Maybe it's not for me. But can I tell you, he's here for you in this house this morning. He's so much more. So much more than you could ever imagine. Than you could ever dream in your mind. I don't know about you, but I felt the love of God from the very moment I walked into this house this morning. And I feel it here even right now, reaching and touching and talking, ministering to people's minds. You'll never be free, they say. But he's so much more than what has you bound up. You'll never have a sound mind. But he's the prince of Oh, you'll, you'll never be complete. But he's the everlasting father. Daddy, I need you. I need you. He Luke 4 and 18. Jesus takes the scroll and begins to read from Isaiah. It says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the broken heart, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And as I read this verse, I see words like poor, Brokenhearted, captives, blind, and bruised. And Jesus said, I've come to work for the broken. I've come to move for those that are poor. <laughs> he didn't say, I'm anointed because I came to touch the righteous. He didn't say I'm anointed because the Pharisees have been so holy and I'm going to touch them. He didn't say I'm anointed for those that have all their ducks in a row and everything's perfect in their life. But when he was condemned for eating with the sinner, he said they that are whole, they, they don't need a physician. Those that are sick, that's the ones that need help. Jesus said, I'm going to preach to the poor. I'm going to heal the broken heart. 
I'm going to let the captives know there is deliverance for your spirit. And he said, you know what? There's some folks that are blind. And I'm going to give them their sight back again. There's some folks that are stumbling around in the darkness, groping for something to hold on to, looking for something solid. But all they do is stumble here and there and to and fro. And the Bible says that the blind lead the blind. They all fall in. You lift your hands one more time. I love this house. Help me pray one more time all across this sanctuary. Jesus said, I want to give liberty to those that are bruised. I'm just going to tell you what I feel in my spirit this morning, what I feel in the Holy Ghost. There are activities and behaviors that we as people partake in that bruise us, that wound us, that hurt us. And Jesus said, I want to give liberty to them that are bruised. If you're here this morning and you're doing things that leave you empty, that leave you broken, there is a place of deliverance. It's in Jesus. He's so much more than what bruises you. He is your liberator. He said, I am that captain. That, that, that one that takes captivity captive. I am the one that brings them out of the prison, out of the dark places. The religious crowd looked at Jesus. For the most part, they saw Jesus as a blasphemer. Some saw him as a criminal. And others just marked him off as just a sinner. But what do you say about Jesus this morning? Is there something in you that believes that he can make a difference in your life? Is there something in you that says, hey, he's my Lord. He's my Savior. He's my Master. I wonder if everyone across this place would begin to search themselves today. Would you begin to pray? I'm coming to tell you, he's so much more. 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 Peter told him on the day of Pentecost, he said, therefore let all the house of Israel know surely that God hath made that same Jesus whom ye crucified both Lord and Christ. He's already Lord. But will you make him your Lord? He's already King of Kings and Lord of Lords. But is he your King of Kings? Is he your everything? Come on all across this house right now. Come on, let's pray this for our hearts out to him right now. Come on, these altars open. If you're here this morning, you have yet to be baptized with the Holy Ghost and fire. Would you make your way to this front? Come on, if you're experiencing brokenness, if 
you experiencing pain that you don't know what to do with, I come to tell you that the healer is in the house today. The deliverer is in the house today. Come on, he's so much more than what has you bound. He's so much more than what has you bottled up. He's so much more than what holds you hostage and what says you'll never make it and you'll never do anything. All people around you say, hey, don't listen to all that. That's just a story in the Bible. Just trying to make people feel bad for what they do. Or they're just trying to cause you to live a certain way. But can I tell you in the house of the Lord this morning, he's so much more than what people think about him. He's so much more than what a human mind can comprehend and perceive. But he is almighty. He is a deliverer in this house today. There's not one single thing too hard for him. Oh, he's a healer. He's a way maker. He's a deliverer. Come on, I see it all across this house. Let's pray together. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, I see it. There's peace in this house today. There's deliverance in this house today. Come on, there's people that are pouring their heart out to God all across this house. Come on, let's lift our voices together. Come on, you don't have to leave the same way you came, but you can leave here knowing that God is my deliverer. Come on, he shall save me from my sins. Save me from what bruises me. Save me from what has me broken. He is the mender of the broken heart.
If you've got chains, he's a chain breaker. If you feel lost, he's a way maker. If you need freedom, a saving, he's a prison shaking savior. If you've got chains. here this morning thankful this morning that Jesus is more than just a carpenter's son he's more than just Mary's son but he's the great physician that can reach into our most inward being when life we may feel like hasn't been quite fair circumstances and situations can lead us wounded in such a way and such an area that no physician upon this earth can regardless of how great a physician he might be can reach in there and 
cut it out and allow you to mend. There's really nothing that man's got through the medical fields or through even a man trying to counsel with you. The Bible calls he's the counselor. As we listen to his counsel, humble ourselves unto his touch, he can reach down into the most inward part of who and what we are and where the pain is so real and the wound is so deep and so sore. It doesn't take a lot sometimes to cause that pain when it's bumped and when it's dealt with. But the healers in the house today, the way makers in the house today, and there's a lot of heartaches and a lot of troubles, and they're increasing. Men's going to wax worse and worse. And, but that doesn't change the fact that Jesus, as we give ourselves to Him and put our faith in Him and His Word and His touch, when we call on Him, when we call on Him, when we cry out, believing, Jesus, you're going to help me. You're going to save me. You're going to save me from my sins. You've got to bring me out on the other side. That doesn't mean there's not going to be scars. That doesn't mean that, that people won't fail you at times. We've all, we've all, we've all got our stories of maybe we have failed someone or maybe someone failed us. And, and they probably balance themselves out pretty good if we would just be honest. Amen. But you know what? The mender. The healer. The one that gives us this inward strength that we need to rise up and say, you know what? The weapons formed against me shall not prosper. I'm going to win this race. Finish this course. Amen. God loves me. Amen. And he loves me enough not to leave me as I am, but he loves me enough to send a preacher and send the word of God to send his presence to stir me up. Amen. To cause me, you know what? I've wrestled with this long enough. It's time to put it under the blood. It's time to say, you know what, devil? I'm, I'm fixing to win this battle. You're going to have to try. You're going to have to have another strategy. You're going to have to get, get find you another enemy because we're fixing to cut this one's head off by the blood of Christ and by the touch of the Lord. Because I believe what the preacher said this morning. I believe, amen, that you can mend me and heal me and solve this issue that it won't never come up again. Amen, because I'm calling on you by faith in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. My, I'm telling you, we got an awesome God. Love you this morning. Appreciate you. Appreciate you being here worshiping with us. Back tonight, 5.30 prayer time, 6 o'clock service time. Come expecting a great move of the Holy Ghost in the presence of the Lord. We're in a time that we need the operation of God. We need truth. 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 Truth that sets us apart. Truth that makes the difference. Let's hold to it. I tell you what, if you hold the truth, truth will hold to you. Amen. God bless you. Appreciate you. You're dismissed in the fear of the Lord. God bless you. 4.30. Practice for the corral. 4.30, practice for the corral. All right. God bless you.